Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, I just want to say a, a special good morning to everybody. Uh, a special good morning to those joining us online, for everybody in the auditorium, in the foyer, and in here. During worship, uh, it just occurred to me how, how blessed we are to be able to and actually have to utilize all these spaces. Um, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It truly is. Okay, so just a bit of background um, to start. So I'm not necessarily one who uh, likes or even wants to be up here. Um, definitely not a comfortable thing for me. Uh, sometimes when I do come up here to, to speak or pray or whatever it is, I uh, have a conversation with some of my friends or people that I, you know, I'm very comfortable with, and I'll say, hey, did you see my knee shaking? And they're like, no, we didn't do well. So I'm shaking, but they weren't knocking. So, you know, you're actually okay. Um, so maybe after, if we have a chance to chat, we can... I'm good to joke and kid with that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, a couple weeks ago, Josh was sharing on, on the Ephesians series, uh, Heavenly Places, and he spoke about uh, Heavenly Places being a place of spiritual activity. And... Uh, and we, as believers, we have special blessings or spiritual blessings in Christ. <clears throat> so, number one, we were, I don't know if anybody remembers, a couple weeks ago, we were chosen by God. Okay? Secondly, we are holy and blameless by God. We're adopted into his family and we're redeemed and forgiven. United with God and each other, and we are also sealed with the Spirit. So during that service, I had a conviction fall upon me. Um, and I'm not sharing this because I think that I'm better or that I know more. Um, I'm up here as an encouragement to you. But the Lord's bow was speaking to me when I was younger, and I didn't even know what it was. So hopefully through some of this message, um, maybe I'll be able to share some of what I've experienced in my life. And you might be sitting there saying, hey, that's what that is, because I wish I would have found out way sooner than I, than I did. So I'm sitting there in the, in the auditorium, and, and Josh is speaking, and all of a sudden I get this flood of thoughts coming into my mind. Um, so I gave away my sermon notes because they were asked if somebody wanted, somebody put up their hand, and of course I'm generous, so okay, here you go, I'll give you that, and then, then all of a sudden I'm found, I need a piece of paper, so I reach out, I look at Bonnie, and I'm like, hey, hmm, I need you, stole her sermon notes, and I'm writing on them, so, uh, but yeah, so I got all that stuff jotted down, um, but before I go any further, uh, I would just like to pray. Um, and I'll also ask you guys to feel free to pray for me also in this. Father in heaven, I just uh, thank you for today, uh, 
this is the day, Father, that you have made, and we're going to rejoice in it, and we're going to be glad. Um, Father, I just ask that, that your spirit would be uh, upon me and in me. Um, send forth the message that, that you want to hear, Father. And I also prepare, ask, ask Father, that you would prepare uh, ears and hearts to hear. And uh, even if I only get through one good sentence here today, and that's the one that's impactful to somebody, Father, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so a little bit back to my conviction. These things that I felt the Lord bringing to my attention, like I said, I quickly jotted them down, and uh, they got me thinking, and they got me praying. And uh, the focus was, on, was, was really on prayer, and the focus was on two ways specifically. First of all, personal prayer. So prayer when we're praying silently or alone in private, um, and group prayer. Uh, we often call it corporate prayer here, and we have been practicing it uh, here for some time together as a congregation. The first thing that I would like to say and share is both are great. Neither one is wrong. Um, they, are, they are both very good for ourselves, and they're very good for the body, and for us building relationship not only together, but with our Father. Um, so prayer, really when it comes down to it, it's a heart condition. This was, this was one of the first things that, that, that came to me. It's a heart condition. And when we're praying, only we ourselves and God knows the condition of our heart and what we're feeling. <clears throat> So if we allow our prayers to be prideful, our reward will be nothing, okay? Um, if we resist prayer or a form of prayer and we have a conviction that we should be praying, something, something inside of us is saying, oh, I should, I should really pray like this or I should do this, and we don't, um, I'm going to be blunt and say that's a sin because we are not abiding by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, if you have your Bibles here today, uh, the first scripture I'd like to turn to is Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 8. Um, and I'd also like to put out there, if, if anybody doesn't have a Bible of their own, we have Bibles. Um, there's some underneath the mailboxes and we also have uh, boxes of brand new ones. So if you don't have one, if you're brave enough to poke up your hand, we'll get one in your hand right away. Uh, if not, come and see myself or the ushers or Josh after, and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'd be more than happy to put God's word into your hand. Oh, yes, I did bring glasses because, uh, you know, I can't change the size of the printing in my Bible but I can change the size of printing on stuff that I print. Okay. Matthew 6. Get on the right page. Matthew 6, starting at verse 5. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly 
on street corners and in the synagogues where everybody can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask him. And then it continues on with the Lord's Prayer there. I encourage you to check that out on your own time later. Uh, so in those few verses, we're given, a f given some guidelines. Number one, it says don't pray publicly. Uh, but it says don't play, pray publicly because of the reward that we, will see, that we would receive, right? Um, or don't pray publicly for your, your reward or for, let me see if I can get this right. It seems like I didn't write it down right. Don't pray publicly for your own reward or for attention. Rather, pray privately and you will be rewarded then. Last week, Chris Puhatch spoke a little bit, uh, or not a little bit. His sermon was about prayer. Uh, but he, he spoke about prayer and short and simple prayers, and he shared some great examples of those. Uh, prayer is not better or more effective because we have lots of words, and we're not going to impress God. So if we think that we're going to impress God, uh, we got it wrong. God knows what we need and what our prayer is going to be before we even pray it. Okay? Does this mean that we don't need to pray? Quite the contrary. Uh, prayer builds relationship between our Heavenly Father and us and helps us to grow spiritually, as Josh shared, was sharing about a couple weeks ago too. So let's take a look at uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 16. I should keep these a little more handy. So here it tells us in Luke, it says, But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. So here we, ha so here we have another example of personal private prayer uh, by the one who should be our greatest example of all. Um, Jesus, during his ministry here, often withdrew, took time for himself for prayer to keep connection with the Father and for rest. Okay? I'd like to skip forward to, to Acts chapter 1, verse 14. And this is, gonna, this is where we take a little bit of a turn. And this is where we get to start talking a little bit more about group prayer. Uh, so there it says, they all met together and were constantly united in prayer. So prior to that verse, it lifts, lists off the names of the disciples. And after that verse, it says, well, there was, there was others there as well. It was like Jesus' brothers. Oh, am I in the wrong place? I, oh, yes, wrong page. But yeah, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. His brothers were there. 
and some other women. And then in the next, next chapter, it says, well, maybe about 120. Well, we don't know exactly for sure. Uh, it doesn't tell us exactly. But uh, there was obviously a gathering there. And they were all united, united in prayer. Okay? Just like we find ourselves here today. Folks online, folks in the auditorium, folks in the foyer, folks, folks here. Uh, we're all together. This is a gathering. Um, just because we're in different locations doesn't mean that, uh, that we're not a gathering. So remember a little bit earlier, I, I, I had said that prayer helps us grow. Okay, and this was another thing that really um, impacted me as I was sitting in the sanctuary or the auditorium a couple weeks ago. Growth is a beautiful thing, okay? That if we really think about growth and what it is, um, it's not always pleasant. Um, but if we think about a plant, for instance, so a seed goes in the ground, um, number one, the seed has to be dead in order for it to actually grow. So dying can be painful. Uh, but the first thing that happens is that seed splits open. So if we think of something splitting open, that can be painful. I don't know if you've ever seen a little plant coming out of the ground. Um, but when they come out of the ground, they, they don't come out like this big, full, flourished, beautiful plant right away. Very often, um, the top is caught underneath the crust of the ground and it comes out bent over. Um, doesn't look very comfortable as compared to once it's, once it's fully developed and, and out there. And if it's a flower, it got flowers on, it's very beautiful. Um, second way is that, that it came to me that we could look about is what about ourselves? What about, what about ourselves when, when we were growing, physically growing? I remember having growing pains and stuff like that. I have different pains now that I'm a little bit older. But, uh, man, I, I remember, I remember, like, I didn't even know how old I was. But I just remember being far younger than I am now and wondering why my legs are aching, wondering why my arms are, why do I have a pain across my chest? I'm, you know, I'm seven years old. I'm not having a heart attack. Uh, I... I don't know, but uh, growing pains. So growth is beautiful, yet it's painful. So sometimes we can, we can use that uh, pain or realize that that pain, we can use that to spur us on, okay? Uh, let's take a look at Acts 2, verse 42. Okay, so there it says, uh, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals and to prayer. So I read that and I look. Um, we're talking about community of believers. Here we are today, a community of believers, and they're doing these things in a group setting. They're doing it all together, prayer included. So prayer builds community and it builds relationships, not only between us, ourselves together as believers, but also between us and God. Um, I can say for a fact that it is a desire of this church and its leadership at the Church of Pine Ridge for us to love Jesus 
build and strengthen relationship with one another between yeah build relationship with with each individual and between us and the father and to express fruits of the spirit to one another love peace patience kindness goodness gentleness these are the ways that we love one another okay the two greatest commands that that we know that we are given number 1 is to love god number 2 is to love others so i can honestly say that that is our desire here for us for everybody who calls this place home uh Let's skip over to, well, it's not too far, Acts 4.24. These are all nice and close. Okay, so here it says, When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. So I like this because it flat out says, hey, we're all doing this together. But it really makes me think of um, Focus on the Family has a, has a commercial on the radio. I don't know if you've, if you've ever heard it. Um, but they do a group prayer every morning. So you, Focus on the Family takes prayer requests and prays for people that call in for help and whatnot. Um, but together, just like we do corporate prayer or group prayer here, they do that there. And they play an excerpt of it on the radio. And uh, when, I, when I listen to that, I think... First, it, first of all, it makes me think, well, what does God hear when, when he hears us pray? And, and is it like that? Like, maybe, maybe it is like that, but he understands it. I can't, uh, I can't understand what everybody is praying when, uh, when, we, when we do those sorts of things. Um, but to me, it really just sounds like a large group gathering. And here we are gathered together um, and really just expressing ourselves and sharing our hearts with God. Um, but really, it's just, when you listen to it, it sounds like a bunch of people visiting. Um, but here in that verse, we can be encouraged that we can all pray together. Okay. I want to talk about things that inhibit prayer a little bit here. So one major inhibit, and this is something that really was impressed upon me uh, a couple weeks ago as well. But major inhibitor to prayer is fear. Okay? Fear we don't know what to pray. Fear that someone might hear us praying. Or think, or if they do hear us praying, we think that they think that what they might think that what we're praying for is silly. Um, fear that we might offend somebody if we are praying aloud and somebody next to us is not. Or they might think that we're being prideful in our prayers. This fear, that kind of fear, is unhealthy fear. That is fear of man, and that is fear of the accuser, Satan. Okay? This is very different than fear from the Lord. And if we succumb to the fear of man or the accuser, again, I'll be blunt, that's a sin. 
I had fear, had, have uh, fear leading up today, today, up to today. Many times, even before I spoke to Jacques, uh, I don't know why I wanted to call you Jacques. <laughs> Thinking about somebody at work, I guess. Um, Josh, uh, there was times the accuser was whispering into my ear, you can't do it. You're not a good enough speaker, okay? Or just don't do it. It's easy to say no, and so on and so on and so on. I confronted him, said no more. Yeah, he may have backed off that, might have stopped whispering my, in my ear. Just changed the tactics. Tried something different, okay? Um, he doesn't play fair. And uh, in this instance and that sort of thing, the accuser would like us to just be comfortable. We want everything to be comfortable. We want to enjoy everything and everything to be pleasant and for everything to be done in, in our way, our style. Um, wants us to take the easy way. Okay? So we often want to be comfortable, but in my life, I've experienced that comfort does not promote growth. Okay? Um, for things to grow, things must change and things must move. Just like earlier when I was talking about the plant and about us growing, another way I like to think about it, the comfort side of it, is us sitting and relaxing on our favorite chair or couch. So great, right? It's good. It's comfortable. Uh, it's not a bad thing. Within moderation, right? As long as we're not ignoring responsibilities or, or other convictions that we have. Um, but even while we're relaxing and enjoying this comfort, we start moving, right? Why do we start moving? Because we get uncomfortable. Even when we're being comfortable we get uncomfortable. So we can use discomfort in our lives to motivate us. If we find something that is not comfortable um, and we feel a conviction within us to just try something, give it a go. You might be surprised. Okay, prayer is work and it takes effort. But what do we do when we're stuck? When maybe we don't know what to pray um, or we have trouble focusing? Um, I'd like to share a little bit of advice that I got from someone much wiser than I am, in my opinion. Um, so what, what I would like to encourage you in is, say we're doing corporate prayer and all the things are up there on, this, uh, on, on the slides for us to, to go over, and say one of them is... Um, Pray for a friend that needs to know Jesus by name specifically. Okay, so this takes a little bit of effort. But the prayer is really there already. Okay? So if we just right at the very beginning put our Father in heaven, I pray for Jacques. I pray that, that he be convicted and come to know Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We don't need to come up with a whole bunch of fancy words and stuff like that. Remember the condition of our heart. 
what is their heart saying in that? What is our heart feeling for Jacques in that instance? Okay? Or it might be up there. Um, uh, pray for our country leaders and our governments. Father in heaven, I pray for our governments and our country leaders. Lead them as you desire and in your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The prayer is there. At the beginning, put our Father in heaven. Say what it says. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're stuck, if you have your own words, great. I'm not condemning you in that. Uh, pray them. Those words have been laid upon your heart for a reason by, by the Holy Spirit. Pray them for sure. I'm not saying not to do that, uh, but I'm just giving you encouragement that if you are stuck or if you're feeling overwhelmed or uncomfortable or have fear, give it a go. You might be, you might be surprised. Uh, we can have peace in knowing that the Holy Spirit is there to help us and is bidding on our behalf to the Father. So if we flip forward in our Bibles to Romans 9, verses 26 and 27. It's not that far further ahead. Okay, starting at chapter 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Okay, so prayer helps us build relationship with the Lord and helps us to grow spiritually. Because we have Christ in us, we have the Holy Spirit, and he is working in us and for us. We are not alone and left to our own demise. God can even use the mistakes in our lives to grow us, and even for those mistakes in our lives to be blessings to others and to help others grow. Um, I'm sure many of you, if not all of you, have heard the phrase, learn from others' mistakes. Uh, I know I have learned from others' mistakes, and I know that I have even had the blessing or opportunity to help others uh, because of the mistakes that I've made. I am by no means perfect, people. Not even close. Um, but, but God can, can use us, even in our weakness. So lastly, let's look forward... At uh, Jude chapter 1, verse 20. Okay, it says, But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. So we can use prayer, or rather, we must use prayer to build each other up in our lives and for spiritual growth. We can find this easier to do when we recognize our own weakness and humble ourselves by following the Holy Spirit's guidance. Only then we will be able to remove the things from our relationships and from our lives that tear us apart. Not only personally, but things that tear us apart between one another 
as a family, as a body here. Um, so the very last encouragement that I would like to encourage you guys with here today is that we focus on what we have in common. And I don't mean, um, I like Chevy, so I'm going to hang out with the Chevy people. I mean, we all have something in common here today, okay? We all have Christ. Turn your eyes to the Lord. Focus on Christ. Be selfless. Build another up. Pray for another. And you will find that you will be blessed. And that's all I got for you today. So I'd like to invite Josh up. Uh, he's going to lead us in prayer today. Um, so sometimes that's just how it works. Thank you.